Once my soul was astray from the heavenly way. I was wretched and as vile as could be. Welcome to Puritan's Read, where we read aloud great Puritan works, authors, and biographies. Today, episode 79 of The Christian's Daily Walk by Henry Scudder. This is the last episode of Henry Scudder, and he begins. Thirdly, when you fall into sin, for who lives and sins not? Then, with all speed, affect your heart with godly sorrow for it. Cause it to be a burden and a load and weariness to the conscience. But with all, comfort your heart with hope of mercy forgiveness, and grace through Christ. Then with all humble submission, you must seek unto God, the God of peace. But come to him by Christ Jesus, the Prince of Peace, Isaiah 9, 6, upon whom lay the chastisement of your peace, Isaiah 53, 5. Ask repentance grace, and new obedience. Believe in Christ. If you do all this, then you come unto Christ and unto God by Christ, according to his commandment, and you have his sure promise that you shall have rest in your souls, Matthew eleven twenty nine. This do. For in Christ only can you have peace, John 16.33. This true application of Christ's blood and satisfaction will so sprinkle the conscience from the guilt of sin, Hebrews 9.14.10.12, that there shall remain no more conscience for sin, Hebrews 10.2, that is, no more guilt which shall draw upon you any punishment for sin. Whence must needs follow peace of conscience, because the conscience has nothing to accuse you of, guiltiness being washed away by Christ's blood, Hebrews 9.14. As soon as David, after his foul sins, could come thus to God, his heart had ease, Psalm 32, 1 through 5. But when you have thus gotten a good and clear conscience, take heed of defiling it again or giving it any manner of uneasiness. Be as tender in keeping your conscience unspotted and unwounded as you are of the apple of your eye. Sin not against knowledge and conscience, and in any case, smother not the good checks and motions of your conscience. For if being washed, you do again defile it, this will cause new trouble of heart, and you must again apply yourselves to this last prescribed remedy. Fourthly, Christ having taken upon him the burden 
of your sins, which was intolerable. You must take upon you and submit unto the yoke of Christ's service, which is light and easy. Matthew eleven twenty nine. You must endeavor to do whatsoever he has commanded in his word and gospel, following his steps in all his imitable actions, in all humility and meekness, in all spiritual and heavenly mindedness. When you can thus subject yourselves to Christ in holiness, you shall have peace. For the Holy Ghost saith, the work of righteousness is peace. Isaiah thirty-two seventeen, And again he saith, to be spiritually minded is peace. That is, brings with it peace. Romans 8, 6. I comprehend Christ's yoke of the gospel in these three things, faith, hope, and love. As these three be in you and abound, in the same degrees shall peace be in you and shall abound. Having faith in Christ, saith the Apostle, we have peace with God. Romans 5.1 It is God that justifies who shall lay anything to your charge. Romans 8.33 For justifying faith is the ground and spring from which only sound and true comfort does flow. Hope will make you wait and expect with patience the accomplishment of God's sure promises, whereby it will hold you as steady and as sure from wreck of soul as any anchor can hold a ship. God does therefore give hope that it may be as an anchor, sure and steadfast. Romans 8.25 Though while you are in the sea of this world, it does not keep you so quiet, but that you may be in some measure tossed and disquieted with the waves and billows of fear and doubt to try the goodness of your vessel and strength of your anchor, etc. Yet you shall be sure not to make shipwreck of faith and a good conscience if you shall lay hold upon this hope set before you, Hebrews six eighteen nineteen. And as for love, they that love the Lord shall have peace. You must therefore love God, love his ordinances and his people, love God with all your heart, love your neighbors as yourselves, love God's commandments. For great peace shall they have, saith the prophet, that love God's law, and nothing shall offend them. Psalm 119, 165. Whoever shall thus take up Christ's yoke and follow him shall find rest to their souls. Matthew eleven twenty nine And peace shall be upon them as upon the Israel of God. Galatians 6, 16. Fifthly, if 
you would have peace. Use all good means whereby you may be often put in remembrance of the exhortations and consolations of God. They and the Hebrews were therefore disquieted and ready to faint in their minds because they forgot the exhortation which said, My son, despise not the chastening of the Lord, etc. And because they forgot the consolation which saith, Whom the Lord loves, he chastens. Hebrews 12, 5 and 6. The principal means of being put in mind of God's consolations are these following. Number one, you must be conversant in the scriptures by reading, hearing, and meditating thereon. For they were all written to that end, that through patience and comfort of the scriptures, you might have hope. Romans 15.4 The scriptures of God, they are the very wells and breasts of consolation and salvation. Isaiah 12.3 The law discovers sin and by its threats against you and by relating judgments executed upon others does drive you to Christ. Galatians 3.24 The promises of the gospel made to you and the accomplishment thereof to others do settle and confirm you in Christ, whereby your heart is filled with joy and consolations. The gospel is called the gospel of peace. And the ministers of the gospel are said to bring glad tidings of this peace. Romans ten fifteen. It is the bright, shining light in the gospel which will guide your feet in the way of peace. Luke one seventy nine. Number two, be much in good company, especially in theirs who are full of joy and peace in believing, whose example and counsel will mind you of joy and comfort and will be of excellent use unto you to establish you in peace. Sixthly and lastly, acquaint yourself with God concerning the course he uses to take with his children in bringing them to glory. Acquaint yourself with God also in praying much for peace unto him who is the God of peace, the Father of mercies, and the God of all consolation. Then you shall have peace, and much good shall be unto you. Job twenty-two, twenty-one. For it is God that speaks peace to his people. Psalm 85, 8. Wherefore, assuredly, his answer to him that asks peace will be an answer of peace. Even this peace which passes all understanding, God shall give you peace and with it glory, even a glorious peace. Thus I have shown you the excellency of peace, 
together with the impediments, furtherances, and means of peace. Shun the impediments, improve the furtherances, and I dare assure you that although in this life you may still feel a conflict between faith and doubting, between hope and fear, between peace and trouble of mind, yet in the end you shall have perfect peace. Psalm 37, 47. In the meantime, though, I cannot promise you to have always that peace which will afford you sense of joy. Yet, God has promised that you shall have that which shall keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. And what would you have more? I thank God I have reaped much benefit to myself in studying and penning these directions. I pray, God, that you may reap much good in reading of them. Now the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, Romans 15, 13, and the God of peace that brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant, make you perfect in every good work, to do his will, working in you that which is well-pleasing in his sight through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. Hebrews eight twenty one. The end. And thus endeth the Christian's Daily Walk by Henry Scudder. Coming up, we will begin... Samuel Rutherford, Letters of Samuel Rutherford. Samuel Rutherford, a beloved Scottish Puritan Presbyterian and part of the Westminster Assembly, which wrote the Westminster Confession of Faith. His letters should be a real blessing to read. Uh, In the next couple of weeks, DV will also be posting a couple of episodes of Pilgrim's Progress, maybe, my favorite, and uh, hopefully finishing up the uh, Westminster Shorter Catechism episodes. So the next couple weeks should consist of Rutherford, Shorter Catechism, and Pilgrim's Progress, DV. When my Savior reached down for me When he reached down his hand for me